Matt Corral will not return to Carolina as he was claimed off waivers by the New England Patriots on Thursday. Is Corral now the latest example of draft misses during the Scott Fitterer era? We'll talk about it right here on Locked on Panthers. You are Locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where starting next week, the weekly Wednesday mailbag will be here on Locked on Panthers. Today will be the final episode of the weekly Friday mailbag until next offseason. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we will not be back to Fridays for the mailbag until February, but probably will be back sometime in January. Either way, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions in to me now today's episode of locked on panthers is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the carolina panthers made headlines on wednesday as they waived former third round pick quarterback matt corral from the 2022 draft someone who they talked about they had a plan for and they have now decided that that plan does not have him on the roster. The hope, though, for Carolina was that they could bring back Matt Corral and sign him to the Panthers practice squad. Unfortunately, that will not be the case as Matt Corral on Thursday, right before recording the show, he was claimed off waivers by the New England Patriots. Interestingly enough, the team, the Carolina Panthers, traded a third and a fourth round pick to move up last year to draft Matt Corral, so the team that allowed the Panthers to get Matt Corral is now the team that's not allowing the Panthers to sign Matt Corral back to the practice squad. Now, looking at this, and I talked about this a lot yesterday, Matt Corral, the decision move up, which I hated then, hate now, and we'll get into it more here in a moment when looking at some of the draft picks that Scott Fitter and the Panthers organization has made over the last couple of seasons and how those players have fared in Carolina and really how they have either succeeded or not succeeded. So we'll talk about that momentarily. But looking at Matt Corral, I didn't like the decision. The Panthers clearly wanted Baker Mayfield. The Browns, for whatever reason, who had no leverage ever, uh, would not make a deal. So the Panthers pivoted and made a panic move, moving up and getting Matt Corral, who turned out to not be the long-term answer. Now they said it immediately, and we, of course, know how it all played out. Don't really need to say much more about how everything went down. But for me, I feel like this is the best Thing for all parties involved. The Carolina Panthers, they made it known on March 10th that Matt Corral was not in their long-term plans. They can talk about how they had a plan for him. They want to develop him. And I'm sure they still would like to develop him. I don't think it's a bad thing to have another young quarterback in that room to develop alongside Bryce Young to be that backup. But right now, Matt Corral doesn't help the Carolina Panthers. Andy Dalton does. Having Josh McCown 
and Thomas Brown and Parks Frazier and Jim Caldwell and Frank Reich. That helps Bryce Young more than having Matt Corral in that building. So and it's just one of those things where they needed to move on. And for Matt Corral, he's going to a situation where Mac Jones, former first-round pick, is entering his third year as a starting quarterback. There's been questions about whether Mac will be the long-term answer in New England or not. I have no idea. We'll see how that works out. Bailey Zappi, he was waived and is now on the on the uh, Patriots practice squad. Bill Belichick came out earlier this week, and he was talking about how they would like to sign a veteran quarterback. But Corral at least is on the roster right now. And he was a higher draft pick than Zappi a year ago. Maybe he can be the third emergency quarterback for the New England Patriots. Maybe Bill Belichick sees something in Matt Corral and saw something during the three preseason games. Now, the Panthers, I bet, would have hoped to and liked to have traded Matt Corral. I haven't seen anyone out there report that the Panthers were trying to trade him. At least I haven't read anything since he got claimed off waivers. I hope seemingly the Panthers will have liked to at least trade him if they could have. If there's interest out there, if not, then re-sign him to the practice squad and continue to develop him. I said yesterday, the best case scenario was he would become the backup either next year, but more realistically in 2025, then move on and get a chance to start. Will they get a chance to start in New England? Maybe one day. I don't really know the ins and outs of what's going on with the Patriots. Go listen to Lockdown Patriots if you want to find out what this means for the team. I just think it's better for Matt Corral and for the Panthers just to cut ties and not to have a remarriage. Let Matt go out there to another organization and find his way and hopefully land somewhere else where he'll get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback. I don't think that opportunity is going to come. I don't think he's going to be a starting quarterback in this league, but he wasn't going to do it here in Carolina once they moved up for Bryce Young to draft the number one back on March 10th. Then for Carolina, focus on Bryce. Focus on Andy. No reason to put any more energy on a player who you gave up on less than a year of him being here. And that's what they did. March 10th, they said, hey, Matt, we like you, whatever, but you're not the guy for us. Bryce is the guy. So they gave up on him. They could have, they gave him opportunities and all that. Probably more so the other teams could look at him. He could get another opportunity elsewhere, but he was not going to be the starting quarterback here in Carolina. So the best thing is, for the Panthers and for Corral to have not signed up for another partnership and for him now to be New England. So best of luck to Matt Corral, sincerely. Hopefully it works out for him. I, I don't see it happening in this league. Maybe one day. Uh, that's why it would be great for the NFL to have a developmental league. I wouldn't be surprised if in a year or so he's playing in one of these spring leagues trying to get his way back in the NFL. I just don't look at him as an NFL uh, caliber quarterback. Sorry, that's just that's my thoughts. Felt that way from the beginning, and this is where we're at now. Best of luck to Matt Corral. And Scott Fitter, who did speak to the media on Thursday, he had talked about how you know, they wanted Matt Corral back, and he said, as far as waving him, that you're trying to keep your best 53. It's all about fit. Who's the best fit for the team? Who can help us win? He did say that mainly defensive players are the ones who were um, – impacted by the scheme change, not so much offensive players. Now, we did see um, some changes, of course, on offense and some guys who have taken over for older players that were really on the fringe to begin with. You look at the offensive line uh, in particular, uh, but they looked like what was the best thing? Well, they looked at what's the best thing for the team. And the best thing for the team is to have someone on, on the roster, all 53 spots have guys who can contribute. And Matt Crowell is not going to contribute, as I talked about. So he did not clear waivers. He's now in New England, wishing the best of luck. The Panthers do have an open roster spot as the Panthers no longer have five tight ends. As Stephon Sullivan has gone on IR, which means he's going to be out for at least four weeks to start off the season. Uh, the Panthers said there's a chance that they keep the roster spot open for now, uh, but it's still a fluid situation going through the weekend, as I told y'all, going into Tuesday. 
the roster would have looked different on Wednesday, and it would look different on Monday of week one as they prepare for Atlanta. We'll see where the roster is at week one come Monday, and that will probably be set until, well, maybe the following week. We'll see how it all uh, works out. And asked about uh, keeping young offensive line, James Campen, his ability uh, to develop was a big reason why they decided to keep guys like Nash Jensen and Ricky Lee. He thinks that this offensive line group is one that they can grow with, especially having Bryce Young here. You think about Jonathan Mingo coming to Carolina as a rookie, wide receiver with Bryce. Those two guys can grow together. So can this young offensive line with Bryce Young as their quarterback. And it makes a little bit more sense to go out there and develop younger players than to have older veterans on the roster that aren't going to really help you out. Now, speaking of veterans, they did add uh, Throckmorton uh, via waivers yesterday, or at least on Wednesday, whenever you listen to this. And now they would still like to add a vet to that group, which I think makes sense. Scott Fitter talked about it. Icky's a young guy. Brady Christensen, as far as experience, is a young guy. You got Ricky Lee, Cade Mays, Zavala, likely to start at right guard, starting out week one. Um, Ricky Lee, a lot of young guys, some pups on that roster. It would make sense to try and add another veteran, which they're going to try and do. So we'll see who that will be as far as plans or some of these young uh, offensive linemen. Ricky Lee played left tackle during a preseason because Michael George was playing right tackle when he was in there. He's going to be seen as a as a swing tackle they want to develop. So he's going to start working at right tackle and understand that area of the offensive line over the next couple of weeks. And that will be a part of his development here in Carolina. Now there's still some areas that they can improve and they look at the roster overall and they feel like they're making progress and that it's where they want to be. There was some pluses. There was only one minus when they looked at where they were last year compared to where they are now uh, with certain position groups. But they know that there's areas they can improve. And defensive line is certainly one where they're pretty light there. You have guys like Nick Thurman, LeBron Ray that have played no to minimal NFL snaps so far in their careers behind Deshaun Williams, Shai Tuttle, and Derek Brown. Something happens to Derek Brown, like this Panthers team's in trouble there on a defensive line. And Scott Fitterer said that they would probably add to that spot but also didn't want to give too much away as far as what other areas they need to improve on when you look at this roster. But defensive line clearly looks like one of those. So that's Scott Fitter with his availability, some of the things he had to say on Thursday as Matt Corral, a couple hours later, was claimed off waivers, is now a New England Patriot. Again, wish him the best of luck. What a terrible trade by the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of bad trades and draft picks, how are we feeling about Scott Fitter and the draft picks that he's made? I had somebody ask me for this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag how we should assess some of the draft picks that Scott Fitter has made the last couple seasons. We'll do that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is a ridiculous deal. I need to go out there and do that because I have YouTube TV and I don't want to pay full price for that. So y'all should do it. I should do it. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. For the last time until January, hopefully February, 
Let's do the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get your questions in as we transition into a weekly Wednesday mailbag starting out next week as the Panthers prepare to head down I-85 South to face off against the dreaded Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. But before we do that, let's go ahead and answer some of these questions. We got Jake. Who has a question about Scott Fitterer in the draft classes that he has put together? He says a lot of picks in the Fitterer era have now not made the 53-man roster. Are you concerned with his team's ability to find later round draft talent, especially since a few we traded up to get? I feel like rounds three through seven have been more misses than hits, or is it still the aftermath of rule? Now, I believe it was Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer who on Thursday when asking a question to Scott Fitter asked, hey, I've seen a lot of these uh, guys who've been cut were from the Matt Rule era. Uh, what's the deal with that? And Scott Fitter came out and said, no, 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 no. That's not fair to Matt. We all went out there and drafted these guys. Like, these are our players. And that's the right approach. You come in, you see oftentimes, as we saw when Rivera left, that Matt Rule brought in his guys. And we're seeing that. Some of the, I don't really feel like Frank Reich's brought in like his players. You see guys like Miles Sanders here because of their his relationship with Deuce um, Staley. You've seen that happen with Troy Hill coming over late. You've seen a cup. You've seen a few examples of that, but it hasn't been like widespread where there's six guys who are on the roster just because of the relationship to Frank Reich and they wouldn't be on a roster elsewhere, which was the case here with Matt Rule and former Temple and Baylor players. And that was the thing that was brought up when Joe Person had that article uh, towards the end of the 2021 season where players were critical of what was going on here because Matt Rule had players who wouldn't be on a roster elsewhere. And we've seen the guys that have been cut Keith Taylor wasn't claimed off waivers. Bravion Roy, he got claimed. He's not on a roster. He signed a practice squad, I believe, up in Baltimore. Um, P.J. Walker is not on a roster. I think he's on practice squad. I think the Browns now, but he didn't make a 53. Um, Marquand McCall hasn't made a 53. Like There's been guys that were here that either got cut recently or a year ago that aren't on a roster anywhere. So there's some credence to what was said a couple years ago. But Scott Fitter, though, has been here the last three drafts now, starting back in 2021 where the Panthers made 11 picks. And in 2022, they made six. And this past year, they made five. If you look at some of the draft classes that he's had so far, uh, there's been a lot of misses. Uh, and you look at the beginning of it. And that's the thing. With Marty Herney, he was always really good at the top of the draft. His problem was awful when it came to what we now look at as day three, rounds four through seven. But when it came to night one on Thursday night, nailed it. After that, a lot of misses. For Scott Fitter, it's been pretty similar so far. Going back to the 2021 draft, where the Panthers had 11 draft picks, they made four trades on that night. They took J.C. Horn, number one, um, on their draft board. They took him number one uh, in the first round, rather. He is the starting quarterback, corner. He's had struggles of injuries. Uh, there's been people out there who say the Panthers should have taken Patrick Sertan. They took J.C. Horn, and when he's been on the field, he's been excellent. The problem is he hasn't been on the field enough. In the second round, they took Terrace Marshall, who right now is the Panthers' fourth or fifth wide receiver. And aside from the final 11 games last year, hasn't been much of a factor. Third round, they took Brady Christensen, who currently is the starting left guard. That's a hit. And they have Tommy Trimble, who is either the second or third tight end on this roster. And we'll see what that looks like in a more tight end friendly scheme this upcoming season. Uh, in the fourth round, they took Chuba Hubbard, 
at Oklahoma State. He has been the backup running back since he got here. Now, last season, turned out he was a third-string running back as Deontay Foreman really took over as a lead back once the Panthers went to a run-first offense once Steve Wilkes took over. But I feel like Chuba Hubbard's been a fine player. He's had problems with drops and fumbles and all that, but his role is overall, he's been fine. Uh, fifth round, they took Davion Nixon out of Iowa, who made the roster in 2021, then went on IR of a knee injury, made the roster in 2022, but then was cut, then signed to the practice squad, then they waived him later on, and he currently is not in the NFL. Fifth round, they took Keith Taylor, who made the roster the last couple seasons, but as we know, was cut earlier this week, and I do not think he's signed on anywhere else. Deontay Brown, they took in the sixth round, made the roster in 2021, um, missed time with a knee injury that year, came late into that season, played a lot against the Bucks, but the last two years he's been cut and signed to the practice squad. Shai Smith made the roster the past two seasons, was the number three wide receiver coming out of camp last year before losing that job. As we know, he was cut this week. I do not believe Shai has been picked up anywhere. Then Thomas Fletcher, which was the one that y'all absolutely hated, the long snapper who, God, Matt, Matt Rule, how dare you try to replace J.J. Jansen? How dare you? He did not make the roster in 21 or 22. No idea where that dude's at nowadays. The Panther fans out there have been very upset, saying the Panthers should have taken uh, Trey Smith instead of a long snapper. Deontay Brown was drafted earlier and plays the same position as Trey Smith when Trey Smith was available. So that was really the miss there. Getting a long snapper, whatever. Didn't work out. And in seventh round, Phil Hoskins made the roster in 2021 was cut in 2022, signed to the practice squad, and I did not know where he's at right now. So you look at the 11 picks. I would say there's three hits. Horn, Christensen, and then for the role he's playing, I guess Hubbard as a backup running back. Uh, Maybe Tommy Trimble. So there's maybe like three and a half hits so far. But Hoskins, no, he's not around anymore. And it's tough to stick around in the league, y'all. That's one of the things about it. It's really tough. Fletcher, that was not a hit. Shai Smith, no. Deontay Brown, obviously not. Keith Taylor, even when he played, wasn't great. So, no. Nixon, no, not at all. And Terrace Marshall, right now, as a second-round pick, not a hit. So, about three and a half of the 11, you can call, hits. And Fitter said that night that they wanted to get as many bites of the apple as possible. And they got a lot of bites. And, well, they've been to a rotten apple. And there was a worm in there and everything. It did not work out for them so far with the 2021 draft class. And even the top guy, J.C. Horn, hasn't been available. So it hasn't been great when you look at that draft class. You look at 2022, last year. Iki Aquanu started at left tackle. I know he didn't have a great preseason. The jury's still out on whether that's going to be something that's going to be a long-term issue this season. Uh, of course, third round, they drafted up to get Matt Corral. Did not play at all last year because he broke his list rank. <laughs> of course, it's the Patriots. The Patriots are the team that the Panthers right, traded with to get him. It's on that field where he got hurt. And now they're the team that he plays for. Really weird. Of course, we know he's waived this week. Brandon Smith has the build, but not a good player. Made the roster last year, barely played, cut this week. Amari Barno looking like more of a special teams player and is probably the fifth or sixth edge rusher on the roster. Then Cade Mays in the sixth round, backup offensive guard. In the seventh round, Kalen Barnes, the corner out of Baylor. That was a Matt Rule pick, really. He was waived, never made the roster here in 2022. So, so far, Icky hit... um, Barno and Mays, I'll give the, I'll give him credit for those. As, I mean, maybe two and a half hits so far. So if we're adding it up, that's six 
out of 17 players that he's hit on. And then TBD on Bryce Young, Jonathan Mingo, DJ Johnson, Chandler Zavala, and Jamie Robinson. So far, early returns, Young, Mingo, Zavala look to be good. So, yeah, I mean, it's not all it's not all on rules, it's not all on Fitterer, but you look at the draft classes, they haven't been great. And if you're thinking about the players that are here to really be the foundation, okay, Bryce Young's one of them. Uh, Icky is certainly one of them. J.C. Horn's one of them. Um, but Burns... He was pre-fitter and pre-rule. Chen was was a rule player. So was uh, Derek Brown. But again, both those guys were pre-Scott Fitterer. And he's brought in some veterans now like Von Bell and Hayden Hurst. We've looked at trades for Scott Fitterer. We've now looked at draft picks. I think the evaluation has to continue. And I, I answered this last week, whether he should be on the hot seat. If Frank Reich and his staff don't do well, Scott Fitterer will not be here. So... Only time will tell. But right now, there's been more misses than hits when looking at the three, at least the two, uh, draft classes put together in 2021 and 2022 by Scott Fitterer. All right, take a quick pause here, and then I'll come back and answer the rest of your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked On Panthers. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay, a few more questions here on this weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers, the last one until 2024. But the weekly Wednesday mailbag will be in effect in a couple of days' time as we transition to that through the rest of the regular season. Now heading over to Will and another person who I did not get their name, but they're pretty much asking the same question. Uh, They ask, what kind of stuff do you think Reich was so hesitant to show in the preseason? And the other person said, considering we barely saw any pre-snap motions or the tight end featured at all in the preseason, how much different do you expect the offense to look come week one? Personally, I think it's at least 75% different. Let me go back to something that Scott Fitterer said on Thursday when he was asked about Bryce Young and rookie quarterbacks, looking at how Anthony Richardson is going to start for the Colts, same thing with C.J. Stroud down there in Houston, and just how you're seeing a lot of rookies, at least this year, get an opportunity right away, and how that might be the trend. And Fitterer brought up how it's 24-7, 365 now, the way these guys are playing football, how they're coached. Back in the past, it used to be you play football, then you play basketball, then you play baseball, which I still think. That's how it should be. I, I'm not. I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids. I, I don't really love the idea of specialization in sports. Like have them go out there and play as many as possible, and then you get to a level that maybe you just play one sport when you get to maybe like a junior in high school or get to college. I don't know. Um, but he talked about that as a reason why you're seeing this, and he did mention with Bryce Young that for this offense, you haven't seen Miles Sanders. 
you haven't seen this entire offense whole. And that's one of the things. When you ask me, you know, how different will the offense look? Well, what will be different is Miles Sanders, their starting running back, will be out there next Sunday in Atlanta. That will be different than what we saw here against the Lions, the Jets, and up in New York against the Giants. We didn't get we didn't get to see Miles Sanders. And defensively, we didn't even get to see Brian Burns or Justin Houston. So there's still questions of what that defense is going to look like. I do think that offensively, they're going to be obviously way more aggressive than, that, than they were. We did not see the tight end at all, like you mentioned there, Will. We, I mean, not, I mean who the other person. Will, I mean, they. How, what were they hesitant to show? I mean, their offense. <laughs> that's, that's everybody. They're hesitant to show some of the things that they want to implement, that they want to utilize come week one. They don't want to show Atlanta what they're going to do. Atlanta can look at their pieces and go and look at the film and see the things that Adam Thielen does well, that DJ Chark does well, and they can look at Bryce and see what he's done back in college, what he's done in the preseason. But you don't want to give it away, especially when you have divisional opponents in the first two games. So they're hesitant to show what their identity is going to be. And Frank Reich said that once they had the 53 together, then they could start to figure out what their identity was going to be on offense. I think they'll be balanced. I think they're going to want to run the football a lot, but also be able to play, go play action off of that and not have Bryce also just sit back there and be able to pick defenses apart. That's what they would like, to have some balance. We haven't had balance on offense here in Carolina. It's been a terrible pass game and a run game. Last year, when Wilkes took over, it was our run game. And in the year prior, when Darnold got hurt, even when he was even healthy, Matt Rule was talking about we're going to go to this wide zone run attack because they can't throw the ball. This year, they should be able to throw the ball. The receiver is still questions there, but I think you're going to get to see – this offense spread the wealth around, which has not been the case really since 2020 when you saw Curtis Samuel and Mike Davis and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore all have excellent seasons going over 1,000 yards um, from scrimmage. I think you're going to see more of that this year than what you've seen the last two seasons. Now, do I think four guys are going to go over 1,000 yards from scrimmage? No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I do think um, an individual maybe could do that. I think it will be better than what we've seen the last couple of seasons. So I think we'll get to see a guy like LaVishka Chenault play in that Debo Samuel role that we had heard at training camp. That's one of the things that we didn't see at all in the preseason. So he's probably hesitant to show that. Of course, why wouldn't he be? So I I just think that's one of the things where, yes, it's going to change. We didn't get to see a lot in the preseason. That's the case every year. Teams want to be vanilla. They don't want to give too much away. And then once you get to week one, and I think it's going to take some time for this offense really build an identity same case with the defense new pieces new schemes new coaches it's going to take time for them to really gel but I do think by the end of September going into October we'll know what the identity of this offense is going to be and what it really should be moving forward through the rest of the 2023 season all right it's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network Hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where starting next week on Wednesday. Guys, get, get questions in. We need a lot of questions. Only like two this week. But they were, at least the first one, had a lot to say about that. Uh, made me think, which I always like. Make me think when you ask questions. We get these questions in. Because if we're going to do it on Wednesdays, come on, give me some good questions. I want to be able to do it and have a lot of feedback from y'all. Like, that's the point of doing it is for y'all to be able to interact with the show um, and to give your thoughts and also ask me questions to answer. So, please, at me, DM me over on Twitter. Get those questions in for Wednesday as we have the weekly Wednesday mailbag coming up here on Locked on Panthers. Uh, But in the meantime, be safe. 
be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Labor Day. Be safe, travel well, and all that, and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Goodbye.